Thanks so much for joining the Connect Room. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Johnny Paredes. I'm the pastor at Faith Foundation International Church here in Midland, Texas. I'm so extremely honored that you have chosen to join us here today or during our podcast or sometime during the week whenever you're hearing it. I pray it's an inspiration to you. I pray it helps helps you your relationship with our Father God, Lord, get closer to Him. Or if you're just having a rough day, I pray it inspires you to to, to pick your chin up and smile a little harder. Uh, the purpose for this podcast is to discuss a wide range of topics and issues we face as believers on a daily basis and help remind us how the Word of God addresses each and each and every one of those issues. The podcast will range from anywhere from a five-minute pick-me-up all the way up to 25 minutes. See, when God put on my heart to go and pastor a church, He told me, he dropped a line in me. He said, same word, different methods. What that meant to me was it's all about kingdom building. You know, there's not one specific religion or belief that's got the, 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 the word corner market. I mean, it's just they don't have it all. And I truly believe that if we can truly be united about what, about what unites us, be more together about what unites us, then we'll realize there's a whole bunch more that unites us than divides us. So, you know, I'll be inviting different people to join me throughout the year, and not just from my church or my circle, but different churches in our area. Because like I said, there's more that unites us than divides us. I'm so, so, so very excited to see how God moves in us and in you by using this new avenue we have. I know podcast has been around for a while, but, you know, it, it's kind of new to us. And so I, I pray that uh, you are excited as I am to kick this off and to see where God takes us. Amen. So sit back, relax, and let's enter the connect room. You know, throughout the year, I've had time to sit back and reflect about events and how us as Christians have reacted to those events. Not so much just with our actions or, or with our, 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 our thoughts or emotions, but our words. Our words are so very powerful. And, and the more and more I thought about it, I, the more and more back I became aware that I don't think we've truly yet learned how much power our words have and how much impact those words can have on someone or something and how much life altering or seed sowing power those words have uh, or have even come close to taming our tongues. You know, this is especially true about topics that we are so very passionate about. Attention all Christians. Those of us who declare that we are saved and Jesus is Lord of our lives, I have one question for you. Have we moved the line of acceptance? And have we allowed what's accept acceptable in today's society influence us and the words we choose to use? The words we choose to use when we're angry, the words we choose to use when we're happy, the words we choose to use when people don't quite agree with what we agree with, or they're, or they're allowing their words and the very passion that they have or, and using their words with, and with very passion, using them at the top of their lungs. Is that a reason for us to lose our words and what we're supposed to, type of words we're supposed to use? It's, it's quite, it's quite uh, I can't even think of the word to use right now. It's just quite, uh, it's quite amazing some of the things I've seen and heard, good and bad, on how the words we chose to use uh, in different areas of our lives. Um, in my opinion, and what I've noticed now, let me say this: not all Christians. I'm not don't get. I'm trying trying to lump us all together, but not all Christians, right? 
fell into this category. But in my opinion, I've noticed that as believers, we have allowed ourselves to fit in instead of standing out. And that's not why we were created. That's not our purpose. And not only with our words, but our actions, right? But today I'm really focused on our words. And I want to I talk about words because there's a lot of power. And I think sometimes as Christians, and again, not all Christians, but I think some of us have, have decided to, to fit in with the words we use instead of standing out with the words we're supposed to use. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. I'm going to read you verse 29, verses 31 and 32 to the Amplified because, man, it just really packs a punch when, it, you know, when I talk about the words, how it's fitting in and, and using the words that allow us fit in instead of standing out with the words we're supposed to use. And it says this, it says, let no foul or polluting language, nor evil word, nor unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth. But only speech as good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others, as it is fitting to the need and to the occasion, that it may be a blessing. See, that's the, that's the part that we've got to get down, that it may be a blessing. And here's the second part, and give grace, God's favor to those who hear it. Doesn't say to those who deserve it or those who agree with you or those who, who thoughts and words are aligned with yours. No, it says to give grace in God's favor to those who hear them. It says, let all bitterness and indignation and wrath, passion, rage, bad temper and resentment, anger, animosity and quarreling, brawling, clamor, contention and slander, evil speaking, abusive or blasphemous language be banished from you. With all malice, spite, ill will, bastards of any kind, and become useful and helpful and kind to one another, tender hearted, here it is, church believers, I should say, compassionate, understanding, loving hearted, forgiving one another readily and freely as God in Christ forgave you. Oh, that's just so good. And it's just something we should remind ourselves on a daily basis. You know, I challenged my wife, Crystal, today. I challenged her today. I said, how are you going to start your day? How are you going to start your day? So I'll ask you that. Is how do you start your day? How do you start your conversations? How do you start your, your thought process when you're around people who don't necessarily agree and speak the same way you do? How are you going to choose to enter those conversations? How are you going to choose to respond to people that, mm, that don't necessarily agree with you? So that's my challenge and question for you today is, man, how are you going to start your day? How are you going to start your conversation? How are you going to choose to walk in? Glory be to God. I mentioned earlier that there's real power of words and we have not been, we have not at this time been more willing to control our words and allow our words to line up with the word that's inside of us. See, when we're believers, you know, Jesus Christ is now in our heart. So the word's with them. See, but we got to allow that word that's inside of each of us to come out in all areas of our lives. Now, let me be clear. I'm addressing this message to believers only, to those of us should know. We are the ones that have confessed Jesus as our Lord and Savior and have committed our lives to imitating him as much as possible in every area of our lives. If you look around and pay attention to the news outlets or social media, you will see a lot of us allowing that to pollute the words we use. Instead, we're being moved by our emotions, political views, media outlets, social media, or even sometimes family and friends. And yes, we've allowed all that to replace the word as first place in our lives. And again, in every area of our lives. My prayer today is that every one of us 
stop and allow his rest to come upon our lives and do some self-reflecting and be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. That's James 1.19 if you want to go and look that up. Really ask God to help us do some self-reflecting and show us where we have, we have put our own views, thoughts, feelings, and words in front of him. In Ephesians 5, one calls us to be imitators of God, not just in good or when everyone agrees with us, but all times we should imitate him. See, I could list or mention examples of areas that I've noticed that Christians allowed their tongue to, to lead them instead of, instead of them leading and controlling their tongues. But really, nothing showed me more than this than this past election cycle. Now, I know this has been going on way before this election cycle, but it seemed to hit a fever pitch this time around. I saw and heard numerous example of believers allowing their emotions and fear to control their words. Regardless of what side or who they voted for, it was alive and well. Now, I'm talking about issues that or what you agree with or don't. Remember, I'm talking about words we choose to use and the power those use have. See, it's not about issues. I'm not here to tell you you're wrong for voting Democrat or you're right for voting Republican or or. Anything like that, I'm asking about what I'm here to talk to you about is to remind you the words we use have power, right? And it's just, it just, it seems this past time during this election cycle and during this whole, you know, cancel culture and this whole things that are going on today in the world that we've forgotten that. We've forgotten how powerful our words are and especially as believers, you know, because it, it, I can, I can understand those who don't believe. And, and the hate and the anger and, and, and the, the despise sometimes the words they use, I can understand that because they just don't know. But us as believers, we know. We're confessed believers. And that's really what's, what's on my heart. That's what I'm spilling out to you here today is, you know, we've got to remember that we are complete control of the words we choose and the power that those words have. Amen. You know, as I watched and sat back and listened, I began to notice that many times the words that we were being used were because we chose to be led by our emotions and by politicians or political things we saw on TV or heard on, on the radio. And God forbid, even some of the things we read on Facebook. See, so much, that, so, much so that we begin to compromise our beliefs and what the word says, on what the word says. See, sometimes we were being allowed, Christians, the world being allowing the world and its promises to contaminate what's on the inside of us. See, the world is incorruptible. The word is incorruptible, but there was a lot of Christians saying, yeah, but, you know, let me get this out and say this. I'm not judging anyone. I'm not here to say, hey, you're so wrong for doing that. All I'm asking is a simple reminder that our words are powerful. And it's just seeing what I noticed on what some of us were doing at this particular time in our lives. Because the word says, I but it's the heart, the mouth to speak. And I don't believe any of us have the hate, anger, bitterness, wrath in our hearts. Especially when Jesus is alive and well. And again, I'm not judging anybody. I don't want anybody upset when they listen to this saying, oh, you're just a bunch of judgment. No, I'm not. I'm just simply asking us and simply using this as a, a, a avenue or form to remind us that the words we speak have power. You know, here's something I want you to think about because again, I've been saying right now, just a lot of us believers and unbelievers remove so much about our, our, our emotions, our anger, our wrath that we just, there was no room for, for allowing anyone in that didn't agree with you, that didn't have the same vision or, or, or thoughts, uh, 
man, if they voted one way, there was no way you were allowing anyone in or had time to hear if somebody else that was voting another way or didn't have the same thoughts or words as you. And see, and that's okay. But again, what we were doing and what I saw and noticed and what I'm speaking about here today is, man, we came back with a lot of angry, resentment, contaminated words. So it just got me to think about, man, if Jesus was here today and if Jesus was, you know, if, if the whole scene of him carrying his cross to Calvary, you know, if he's carrying his cross on his way to his, to his death, would some Christians be today on the side of the roads mocking him? Would there be Christians today yelling and screaming and just voicing their displeasure because what Jesus stood for didn't line up with what they're standing on or what they believe? Would, some, would there be Christians there on the side of the road mocking him and throwing objects at him? Would the cancel culture be alive and well and holding rallies promoting his crucifixion? Really makes you think. In reality, our words have allowed so much. I think sometimes our words have penetrated our heart. Our words, emotions, and actions have really been doing that. It just really makes you stop and think, man, man, have the words I've been using, have they been life-giving words? Or have they been falling in line with what the world has been saying? See, James chapter 3 tells us this. It says, this is scary. You could tame a tiger, but you can't tame a tongue. It's never been done. The tongue runs wild, a wanton killer. See, with our tongues, we bless God our Father. With the same tongues, we curse the very men and women He made in His image. Curses and blessings out of the same mouth. See, our words are supposed to bring life and health, to be like honey sweet to the soul and healthy for our body. See, that's for everybody. That's for everyone. The same way we bless our God, our Father, the same way we're supposed to bless and pray and, and, and speak things over people. See, a person's words can and should be life-giving water regardless of our race, emotions, political views, and in all, in all, and this is supposed to be this way in all circumstances. See, when we put God's word first place in our lives, we can bring heaven and earth together by bringing his word into our heart and mouth. Because remember, our words have power. I heard a pastor say that we are the CEA. We are covenant enforcement agents. agents, And our purpose is enforcing this covenant. Enforcing it by living it out, speaking it out, praying it out, walking it out, and loving the way Jesus loves. And treat others the way Jesus would treat them. You know, I challenge you. Be, be a covenant enforcement agent. Treat people the way you'd like to be treated. Talk to others the way you'd like to be talked. Allow your words to be salvation, not damnation. See, you're a custodian of God's thoughts and words and the word. Remember, your word, your words license the devil to do whatever he wants to do. And what does he want to do? That is to tear this place up, to tear your world up, to tear your home up, to tear your life up to tear your job up, to tear your finances up, to tear up your peace of mind, to tear up your health, to tear up your body. And see, it's our words that license the devil to do what he needs to do. See, Satan needs you to say things, otherwise he can't do anything. Let's make, again, let's make God's word final authority in our life, not what we see, not what we feel or what we hear. Let's speak 
big things over our lives and each other's lives. Let's spend time, let's spend less time speaking of our differences and more time praying and speaking good things about one another. Our words have creative power behind them. Let's use them to build each other up and reignite kingdom building mentality. Let's start a revival with our words. Let's stir each other up with our words. Let's stir ourselves up with our words. See, I know some of my biggest breakthroughs in life have come with positive, edifying words that have been spoken over me and people praying for me. And I know if it can work for me, I know it can work for you. So let's raise our words, not our voice. Let's raise the word, not our thoughts. Remember, one kind word can change someone's entire day. Reminding them that Jesus loves them can change somebody's entire life. Not reminding them or ridiculing their thoughts are wrong, their, their words are wrong, their, their political views are wrong. But one kind word can change someone's entire life. Reminding them that Jesus loves them can change their entire life. Don't ever underestimate the power. Don't ever underestimate the power of your words. Make no mistake, your words are meaningless. Proverbs 18 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Your words have creative power. Just as God spoke the world into existence, so can you. Let that sink in. Allow that again to remind you about how, again, how I challenged somebody earlier. How do you start your day? How do you start conversations? How do you go into conversations or, or, or into meeting rooms where there aren't people who agree with you? Are you speaking peace? Are you speaking health? Are you speaking love into those people's lives? And it's truly what's in your heart coming out. I'll close this podcast with this quote that I love from Joyce Meyer. She says, words are containers for power. You choose what kind of power they carry. That's so good because it puts the onus back on us. And we've got to remember, we choose the kind of words we use. We choose the kind of words we're going to use and when we use them. We choose the power that's in those words. Nobody else, nobody else's opinions, nobody else's words, nobody else's views, nobody else's actions. Choose what kind of words we use. Nobody else can choose the kind of power that words that we have. Nobody can do that but us. So I challenge you and remind you, you know, let the word, let your word, let the word rise, not your thoughts. Let's raise our words, not our voice. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father God, Lord, thank you. Lord, I hope I pray you're with each and every person that's here today that's listening, Father God, Lord. May you just remind them of who they are and whose they are, Father God, Lord, that you're alive and well in their heart and that every word that comes out of their mouth, Father God, Lord, will be life-speaking words. It'll be life, words that are just igniting the word, words that are just building them up, words that edify, Father God, Lord, words that show how wonderful you are, Father. Not words that are led by their emotions, not words that are led by their fears, not words that are led by their hate, contentment, or, or, or views, or what they see on Facebook, or what they hear on the news, but words that are inspired by your word, Father God, Lord. Lord, we understand that our words carry power. So we, I just I pray over each and every one, I'm believing and declaring that we're going to today, we're going to tame our tongue, that we're going to be a little bit better today than we were yesterday, Father God, Lord. And the words we use today, we're gonna be, they're going to be better than what we, words we used yesterday. So, Father God, Lord, we're going to choose today to stand on your word. 
We're going to speak and edify others, Father. And we're going to remind people just how much Jesus is madly and passionately in love with them. So, Father, we thank you. Lord, we love you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. I want to just take this opportunity again to invite you to join future podcasts. Uh, again, if you'll, if you'll jump to our, our, our church webpage at FFIC.org, you'll find, uh, you'll find uh, or our Facebook page, I should say, you'll find a, uh, a, uh, a list of upcoming schedule for upcoming podcasts and who will be on with me and, and certain topics. Again, I, I pray this, this time moved you. I pray that you know God spoke to you. I pray my words uh, ignited you uh, to speak igniting words into others. So again, I, I thank you. Remember, we love you. God loves you. And have a blessed day, a blessed week, and speak good words.